You are listening to the Holistic Travel Nurse Podcast. Thanks for stopping in and checking out my podcast. Um, I used to teach natural healing. I will get back into teaching natural healing. It's, oh man, I have something so good. That's where I even want to start before I do anything else. I have to grab my phone. Hold on. Okay, sorry for the dead air. I didn't have my cell phone and I don't know how to open up the telegram and share everything. Um, everything that I, I have the best thing I want to start with and then I'm going to record from the freedom conference that happened that I didn't know about it's not on YouTube just on this Christian's church's website wish it was shared more so that's why I'm going to share it more um, and the things I shared off my telegram goodness me um, you can find in my telegram of the areas people are messaging in my telegram so let's see oh yeah this is the one i wanted to start with doctor you you hit on uh, the third leading cause of death in the united states and i'm sure most of us could figure it's either heart related or cancer or uh, uh diabetes things like that can you clue us into what that is and why uh yeah okay thank you for asking that because this is the ten thousand pound gorilla in the room that nobody's talking about. The third leading cause of death, as published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, is MD-directed treatments. This means you go to a medical doctor, an MD, he gives you a treatment and you die from it. According to the United States Department of Health and Human Services, 15,000, 15,000 Medicare patients a month are killed by MD treatments. And nobody goes to jail. A handful of terrorists fly two planes into the Twin Towers. 3,500 people die and we go to war. But 15,000 people a month are killed by medical doctor treatments and we don't bat an eyelash. This is because we have been, I don't want to say brainwashed, that's not the correct term. But like we have term. been, for the last hundred years, um, conditioned kind of led into this false belief you know I think it was Marcus Welby that started it that the medical doctor is king and knows everything about everything and really you need to just shut up and follow your medical doctor's advice most people in the United States have no idea at all of the history of the evolution of medicine in the United States in the early 1900s, it was a relatively level playing field between the chiropractors, the osteopaths, the homeopaths, and the MDs. In 1915, 1920, there was something called the Flexner Report. The Carnegie Corporation funded this man named Abraham Flexner. He went all around the country, and he went on stagecoach and train and horseback. This was before the interstate highway system, right? took Flexner five years to do this. He went all around the country and did an inventory of all of the medical schools that prescribed drugs. He brought the list back to the Carnegies, who owned drug companies, and then the Carnegies and the Rockefellers gave millions of dollars of free money to the medical schools and hospitals in the United States that were prescribing drugs. That was the beginning of the end. After the Flexner report, there was no more level playing field in the United States. And the MDs started a juggernaut that's taken off. Most people in the United States think that the predominant medicine here 
MD-directed pharmaceutical medicine. We think that those guys are top dog because their therapeutics are better than the homeopaths or the naturopaths or the chiropractors. It's not. They're in the driver's seat because of political and financial coalitions that were built at the turn of the century that most people have no idea of at all. And it's a gigantic problem. And I, I mean, it's crazy, right? It's the third leading cause of death. And yet, when the government makes noise about messing with people's insurance, everybody freaks out. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole other thing to talk about, isn't it? Because what is medical insurance? When you buy medical insurance, what are you doing? You're betting that you're going to get so sick, you will not be able to afford it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Right. And then, so you pay good money every month to gain access to a system of medicine that's the third leading cause of death in the United States. <laughs> we need our heads examined, quite frankly. That's why we give... Dr. Wallach and myself, collectively, we give 400 free lectures a year. And we're building a grassroots network because people don't know this. I mean, people, I come to my lectures and they look at me and say, couch potatoes live longer, medical doctors, the third leading cause of death. You know, what's going on here? We're like, we're like the people, uh, you know, in Galileo's time saying, hey, everybody, you know, it's the sun that's at the center of the solar system, not the earth. Well, hey, everybody, the earth is round, it's not flatter. Hey, everybody, slavery's a bad thing, right? This is a, we're, we have a social agenda here. Why do we have a social agenda? Because people are suffering needlessly. Yep. You wouldn't believe, as God is my witness, you would not believe the things that I've seen people recover from in holistic medicine. It's, the body's ability to fix itself is remarkable. Most of the time, all that the body needs to do that is the raw materials that it needs to do that. And we need to stop eating food that's hurting the body. You know, if you put diesel fuel in an unleaded engine, What's even if it's a brand new Ferrari, it's going to run like crap if it runs at all. There's nothing wrong with the car. It just had the wrong fuel. Mm. It's the same with the human body. You give the human body the raw materials that it needs, clean up the diet, Superman superwoman and you know if you don't get the super status then at least your blood pressure normalizes at least your arthritis goes away at least your anxiety and panic attacks go away and you can sleep through the night so good and so darn true and i'm having this argument via text message with my brother and he's like you know more than the doctors and i'm like because i'm just a nurse and i said yes some of them absolutely some of them that are just blinded for eight years on pharmaceutical medicine. That's it. And if you had that conversation, and I've had too many conversations with people that think they're, they're smarter than me. And it's not about being smarter. There's always sm someone smarter than you. That's the God that we serve who made us and created us. He's the ultimate smartest person. But it's it's simple. To me, it's simple common sense. The further we go into something that is man-made than staying in something that's nature that God made, the better, the worse outcomes we have. So if we completely rely on pharmaceuticals, you're not going to have the outcomes you want. If you completely change your life and your lifestyle and you give those building block nutrient-dense foods and we restore your gut flora and all these things, it takes time, you can work towards health. Anyways, let's listen to the rest of... Um, 
this is I think is session two. Um, let me get to where I think we have um, a little bit. There's a couple different speakers coming up at this and uh, all right, here we go. So I want to encourage you to, uh, to, to do what people have been doing for, oh, yeah, thousands of years. <laughs> Take responsibility for your kid. Uh, don't let the state uh, shoot them full of vaccines that'll make them grow antlers and have forked feet, you know, and all that. Don't, don't do that. And, and learn to say, no, you're not going to do that to my kid. And uh, so anyway, they're, they're in, in education, they're making all kinds of laws like you don't have a right to tell them whether they're a boy or a girl. And c can you even believe that we're here? So uh, we, we started something called Arrow Education. And it's just this is just an example of parents banding together and say, hey, there are kids. Let, let's uh, let's help them and love them and support them. And so we're going to run this Aero Education thing while you're thinking about what you should do for your kids and grandkids. So here we go, I think. My name is Jessica Onsaga. I'm one of the kids pastors here at Glad Tidings, and I've been asked to share with you about education in 2021. So I have multiple things that I need to share with you in a short amount of time. So hold on to your seats because we're going to go through it quickly. Last year, AB 77 and SB 98 were two fiscal bills that were passed. However, in these fiscal bills were slipped some important details that affect all children zero through 12th grade. So between the two bills, they basically say the same thing. One bill is just specifically addressing early childhood education and state programs. The other bill is addressing all grade schools, so K through 12th programs that are within the state's influence. Uh, both the bills say the same thing though. So what is going to be happening is the Department of Education is now going away, not going away, but they're giving all their powers, responsibilities, and authority to the Department of Social Services, aka CPS. So CPS is now going to be in charge starting July 1st of this year. They're now going to be in charge of all children's programs within the state, K through or 0 through 12th grade. I'm sorry. And that's a big deal. Uh, that's raises lots of concerns, but another part two of that serious concern is that the other part of the bills, both of them were saying that there is the state funding being given to the schools to create their own police force. So not only will CPS now be involved with and in charge of all of our children, but now they will have their own police force to do whatever building bidding they deem best. We also know that the left has been using this verbiage saying that Christians are a threat and even taking it as far as that we're terrorists. And so if they're going to be trying to find all of our children because they're going to be doing COVID counseling and finding those at-risk kids and removing them from our care, that's a big issue. And so the only way to get out of the effects of CPS being with our children and interviewing our children and counseling our children and uh, not just the brainwashing but also threatening to take our kids away is to unplug from these state programs. So we have to unplug from the, the state early childhood education, from public school, from the charter schools. Private schools are a little bit of a gray area. Because private schools are not state funded, they can do what they would like within parameters. But the issue with that is they usually will copy whatever the state is doing. So they will follow the public school leads. So the only for sure way to get unplugged from this system is to uh, go independent 
homeschooling, which is where each family registers as their own private school and, f and you file out your own affidavit with the state saying we are a school and my children are my students. And that's the way to get out from the state's influence and reach. And so with that, you can choose your own curriculum. You can meet each and every child's unique need and go at their pace and it's a really great system. I just want to empower parents and that's something that we're trying to do here at GT that you can educate your child. Thousands and thousands of years have gone by where parents were educating their children and it doesn't take a credential teacher to educate your child. As you guys know, there have been credential teachers teaching our children for decades in this country and they have been failing miserably and so it doesn't take credentials to teach your child. It takes patience, it takes love, um, uh, with the homeschooling curriculum that we have, like it, they really hold your hand going through it and helping parents know how to teach theirs, teacher manuals and workbooks and things to help you as you're teaching your child with certain curriculums. Even if it's something that you're not skilled in, there's the teacher's aid of that book that just really helps you as you're navigating helping your child. And so there's a lot of stuff out there to help empower you that you can do it. And I also want to just guarantee to you, if you are distance learning right now, independent homeschooling is five times easier than distance learning. Distance learning is nothing like homeschooling, and it is much, much easier because you're not being controlled by each teacher within the school and all these regulations. It is all up to you. And so I just want to empower you in that. And one of the ways that GT has responded to this is we've created Aero Education. So that's a group that meets here on Tuesdays and we also want to invite you to come and join us to that if you would like. If you're too far away from GT, you can also create your own group where you're at. So what Aero Education does, we meet on Tuesdays from 10 to 2 here on campus. And from that time, we have an hour that's our Jesus time where we learn about the Bible and do worship. Then we have a PE time where the kids are doing a different sport every week, our lunch break, and then we have a class time and so the kids are getting to have a safe and loving fear-free environment where there's no mass there's no social distancing here on campus the kids are able to just play and be kids again but it also creates community for the moms and the dads and the parents the guardians of these kids so you're able to ask parents and hey how are you navigating this and how are you scheduling and how are you doing this at home to where we're creating a support system for our families to be more successful in the community with unplugging and learning how to home school by themselves. So at our table uh, in the back, Arrow's table, we have the two bills. If you'd like to reference them, we have the spots highlighted that are talking about these changes and CPS taking over as well as the, the police departments and a few other uh, concerning verbiages that there are in the bills. We have them highlighted so you can see where they're at and what they're referencing. But we also have a handout that's empowering you to independent homeschool. That handout is titled Education in 2021. We also have a flyer that gives lots of information about what Arrow is and we wanna invite you to it and anyone that you know, invite them to it as well. And then there's also uh, other handouts that we have that are trying to help parents with what about uh, diplomas and what about this and what about that and just to try and help answer all of those questions with how tricky Arrow is. Uh, the last thing that I do want to say, Arrow will be here every Tuesday. So if you can't come this next Tuesday, we invite you to come the following Tuesday. Uh, and if you're far away and you want to just come even for a day to see what we're doing and then create that own group down south or up north or wherever you're at, then we just invite you to do that. Uh, with Arrow Education, I do want to say, uh, if something were to go down in our state and government uh, in the next few days or in the next week, that if there is no power, we will not be meeting. So we will be here if things are all crazy, if there's no cell phones, if there's no internet, we will be here unless there's no power 
or unless the president and only the president had asked us to stay at home. So if the governor has issued a stay at home order, obviously we're still going to be meeting. But if the president, our commander in chief has asked us, Trump, to stay home uh, and go into martial law so that he can do what he's going to be doing in these next few weeks, possibly, then uh, we are going to honor that president's request. And so we will be staying home for that. Um, anything other than the power being out and President Trump asking us to stay at home, we will be here. So even if there's no cell phones, we will be here. The, the church will be open. If there's no internet, then there's no Facebook, there's no, you know, anything, we'll be here. We'll be open and we'd love to meet with you, especially if something like that is going down because we want to create again that fear-free and loving environment for the kids to be kids and to know that God is so good to know that they are going to be okay uh, and to get rid of any of that like heaviness and stress and weight that is going on in the world right now so with that I want you to know that we are praying for you at Arrow Education God bless you and God bless your family thank you well, all right so that that's Jessica. She's our kids pastor here, and she does a great job because she really loves kids. All right, so uh, there you have it. Crystal, are you still back there? You probably okay. maybe go. Yeah, okay, let's welcome Crystal Hartman. Before I begin, uh, I need to make an announcement. Uh, a lot of people here, I believe, uh, was given a number if they needed some assistance with affidavits and with uh, any kind of pushback. And that number began with 888. Um, you can use the number that I we have on our card instead of the 888. Um, I think that, um, well, Pastor Dave wanted to make sure that you knew that and you have an option to do that. So. There's been a few discrepancies with the other number, and we don't want you to get into trouble. That's all. Okay. Thank you very much. And uh, make your comment again, ma'am. Yeah, so um, I'm from the Nevada County, and uh, quite a few of us have organized into the Nevada County Assembly. And we are uh, trying to practice what uh, Christo is talking about. We're learning, um, but we have been doing some affidavits. Um, we are trying to hold the Board of Supervisors' feet to the fire, along with uh, presiding Judge Linda J. Sloven, who um, mandates mask wearing. You cannot go into our courthouse without wearing a mask or having some accommodation technologically. So you cannot uh, face your accusers. This is her rule. She issued an ex executive order. Yeah, so with that, if anyone ever gets to the court situation and you choose to go there not wearing a mask and the judge doesn't let you in, you now are not granted due process and it needs to be dismissed immediately. And you put in a notice of dismissal. If you need that, we can give you a blank notice of dismissal. Just contact us and we'll give you that uh, form. So just know that. Now when it comes to the de facto and de jure and when it comes to the assemblies, a lot of people don't know this and maybe a lot of sheriffs don't know it either, but the sheriff has the right and authority to assemble uh, a jury. 
a grand jury. They have a right to assemble it. And he can appoint anyone he wants in that assembly. There can be volunteers that go there. And that assembly, let's just say we get to the point where a governor could be arrested. <laughs> you guys have a great sense of humor. <laughs> if that happens, she would have to be in that sheriff's assembly, they would be the governing body to determine guilty or not guilty. People have a right also to make an assembly. One of our um, partners in Constitutional, John Moslidge, uh, he's putting together a, um, an assembly in, uh, uh, Adam Fortney is the sheriff. They're putting together the first assembly in Washington State just for that very reason. And of course, Washington State has uh, Sheriff Songer, who has announced many times that he will not enforce, that's step one, remember, not enforce any mask or lockdown. But in addition to that, which makes him a total, well, nine-tenths constitutional, is that he said if any government agency comes in and harasses his businesses, he will ask them to leave, and if they don't leave, he will arrest them. He used that term. You can look him up, Songer, S-O-N-G-E-R. He's a man of God, and he's an awesome sheriff. So that's in Washington State, and click at that, Washington. Okay, so any more questions? Yes? Yeah, right here. Okay. Over here. Oh. Okay. Okay, you'll be next. Uh, I asked you earlier, but I just wanted you to comment on everybody else. What's your name, David? My name is Craig. I'm from Shasta County, Reading. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a nurse up there and uh, dealing with COVID patients. But the worst thing I see is patients in the hospital that can't see their families. And I know probably most of us know people or are somebody that, at, that's been in that situation. And so you feel helpless. Uh, we see these people literally dying. And we had a... Uh, a couple, they were in their 90s. They both contracted COVID. Um, his wife, they were on the COVID floor. His wife died in her own room um, and he was in a couple rooms down. They wheeled him over there, wouldn't let him go in the room, made him look at her through the glass door and say goodbye to his wife. And those are the kinds of things that are happening in our hospitals. And so I just wanted you to comment on what we can do about that. Yeah. So there's a various unconstitutional medical uh, policies. Policy, now hospitals are a privately owned uh, organization for profit. So with that, as I said earlier, if they have a COVID report, they get $13,000 per report. If they put that person on a ventilator, they get 39,000 per ventilator. And the ventilator itself, uh, the last statistics was 97% of all patients that go on ventilator pass away, they die. So they're murdering people. And we've had doctors and nurses all over the nation, especially New York, uh, that have complained about that they have pressure to keep their job. The owners of the hospital say, okay, heart attack, nope, COVID. Uh, run over by a Mack truck? Nope, COVID, because they get paid, all right? So with that, that's part of medical fraud, really, 
because what they are hiding and why they don't want you to come in because they don't want you to see what they're doing to the patient to try and kill them. It's obvious, you know, especially the ventilator thing, the 97%, come on. I mean, we know that the CDC is a privately owned corporation for profit and they make over $4 billion a year with the harmful vaccines. The children's schedule for vaccine from the CDC is now 73 vaccines before the age of five. Something they don't know, you don't know either, is that on the day of birth of any child in a hospital, they secretly take, well, they take the child away saying they're going to clean the child, this and that, and they take the child away and they give them a vaccine hep um, B. B, right? Yeah, happy, good. They have to ask you for that. They don't secretly do it. They have to ask you, and you can decline that. And if they give it to you, your kid, without your consent, then you have an issue. That's why you follow the kids. Um, when my my uh, grandson and my I just had twins. My daughter just had twins. They asked, and she declined it. And they didn't give it. They only gave a vitamin K. So you have to be educated, and you have to tell them no. And in the hospitals, you have to tell your doctors what you want and what you don't want. And if you go in that sick, then you're screwed. Vaccine. And many of those babies die on day two. That's not true. The, but... uh, the, um, the media, of course, does not report that. And it's kept quiet. And so the governors are saying, we are doing this for your safety. They probably got that from Hitler, right? He said the same thing. And so, with that, we are doing that for your safety is actually we are doing that to kill you. And so, we have to, you have to, all the knowledge and all the information, I want you to vet it yourself. I want you to research it yourself. Don't That's what I've been saying. We've been researching. We work seven days a week at this, so we're really re researching it extensively and so you need to do it yourself so you know yourself of what is presented here today by all the guest speakers that it's the truth and it is the truth okay next question oh uh, on that just to finish that so you can write an affidavit against the owner of the hospital if you have a doctor on your side or a nurse on your side that's powerful but whoever the harmful party is. Now, many people here know of other people that are going through all kinds of craziness and are being very harmed, business or personally, and this and that. Even though you are taking responsibility and want to help, you have to bring them the information, but they have to do the affidavit. It's the harmful, the harmed party that actually does the affidavit. Now, you can guide them and help them. And for anyone who wants it, we have four files, one of an affidavit blank, one of an affidavit that worked, so you can see how, what research they did and what statues they did, and one, a thing called presumptive letter, and a presumptive letter is an affidavit, but it's a warning, and that depends on what you want to do with that person, that, that criminal. You can warn them, sometimes that works with sheriffs, you can warn them of what you're going to do if they don't cease and desist or they don't get into action. 
you'll see it all. And then the next one is step-by-step. Step. So it's a step-by-step step on how to do that. i got to watch my right arm. I'm, I'm the bionic man here, you know, with all this stuff. I know how Secret Service is now. What? 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 So um, just know that. So anybody who wants that, just contact us, and we'll send it out to you, no charge. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we spoke a little bit uh, before lunch, and I wasn't sure if I, I did mention to you also that we uh, filed an affidavit uh, to uh, against Linda, Judge Linda Slovin in Nevada County um, Courthouse uh, for her executive order uh, and mask mandates so no one can come into the courthouse without a mask. So I, I, I don't know if you wanted to follow up on that. And well, I just mentioned that, and I said that anybody that is refused to go into the courtroom because of not wearing a mask, you just won. But you have to know your rights, and you have to have the courage to demand it. And you've got to put in there a notice of dismiss on the case because they refused you due recourse. They refused that, and that's law. And the mask has nothing to do with it. What law are you breaking? You're not breaking any law. So there it is. And that has worked before. So you can do that, and that's powerful. There is uh, the gentleman with the mustache. The guilty party right there. Yeah. You approached me in the break, and you said something to me that I wanted everybody to hear. Would you mind sharing? Sure. What's your name? Is this on? Oh, there we go. I'm Robert Meyer, and I've been studying law since 1992, and I put many of the things I've learned into practice. One of the first things I did is I made the IRS go away by use of notice and then the affidavit. The IRS hasn't contacted me since 1995, and, and since then I've made hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Well, around $100,000 a year, um, back when I was working. Um, they, they get the 1099s and the W-2s, and they don't talk to me. Okay, another thing is, is uh, uh, I, re I received a letter from, um, oh, I forget what it is. Uh, you know, when they come after you, they come after you for child support, child support that's what it was. Okay, they, yeah, they came out to me for child support, and just a couple of, three letters, they went away. They threatened me by their letter to the artificial entity that has a name spelled like mine, and I just said, it is me, three times. Then a week later, I got a call, a lady was speaking on the phone with a wavering voice, said, Mr. Meyer, we decided to dismiss your case. And I've got all kinds of other things I've practiced. So, so it works. It works. If all you right. Want to do it. Living proof, and it's been around a while. You see, so that's really wonderful. That's good. Uh, this person down there, glasses on. Uh, the dog that's walking there, he had his paw up. Um, you mentioned earlier about businesses. Not needing some type Talk louder, please. Mic closer. It sounds loud to me. Sorry. <laughs> um, 
um, you had mentioned earlier that something about businesses not needing a license. Were you talking about a business license or some other type of license? Like business license. So you don't need one? Because I recently moved. I had to downsize after COVID. So I moved my business to a different location and I have to renew my business license. Now I'm questioning whether or not I really need to do that. So here's the deal on that. So don't forget, we are under illegal corporate law. We have the corporate corporation of uh, the United States, right? It's corporate, right? So all the statutes and even the amendments that have come out past 13 or 14, Chrisanne will know that one. Um, rubbish. They don't apply in a constitutional land. Remember the note that I gave earlier on, you have to live today what you want them tomorrow to be like. Be constitutional in your thinking, in your acting, in your being. You have the law of the land. You have the constitution behind you. That is the supreme law. Things are either constitutional or they're not. Live that. If one lives that, maybe a little rocky road. Is all of us live that, we're going to change the course of events. Awesome. Anybody? Okay, that is where I'm going to end it on this one because that was too good. To go do your research, I'm going to have to do the same. <laughs>